Hello, this is Julie Muse with the first edition of Real Estate Investing with Julie Muse. So in my podcast, I'm going to be discussing lots of different things as it relates to real estate investing and, and even personal growth. And today, um, I was inspired by a story that I read called The Velvet Colored Brick. This story is more about personal growth and leadership as you are growing your business. So let's go ahead and get started and I will cover the velvet colored brick. Chip Bell is an author of The Magnetic Service, Secrets for Creating Passionately Devoted Customers. He talks about attending a large corporate meeting where the chief executive officer stood in front of hundreds of his managers and reported his company's financial history and projected goals. It was strong, well-scripted, and gave clear direction for the future. The scene was a carbon copy of a big deal, annual meetings held in hundreds of ballrooms around the world. But then something happened that took the meeting into new territory. Without warning, the CEO moved from the teleprompter to the edge of the stage. The speech changed from one of passion when he began to talk about the value of their vision and the power of every team member he had to choke back tears overflowing emotions necessitated several long pauses for him to regain his composure he bared his soul as he spoke of specific people who had made a difference on his team as he finished there was a long silence The audience sat overwhelmed by just what they had witnessed. Then they leapt leapt from their feet for an awkwardly long standing ovation. Even the tech guys of the soundboard were on their feet clapping. This was one different speech. Bell remembers it wasn't just the CEO's tears that moved his audience. It was his courage to be authentic, to be publicly, publicly real. Leaders often associate their mantle of authority with a requirement for detachment. This leader broke the mold. I believe people today long for leaders who are both strong and sensitive. We're complete when our strength leads to sensitivity. Over the years, I've served as a leader in a nonprofit or a for-profit company, three not-for-profit organizations, and two local churches. In every context, I've observed intimate human need people have for leadership and communication that's both tough and tender. When it comes to dealing with people, the velvet colored brick approach is essential. It's easy to be one or the other, the velvet or the brick. This results in poor or weak communication. Recently at one company in Washington, the employees met in a conference room during a difficult season. There, the managers abruptly read out loud the names of the 40 people they planned to fire. They made this announcement the day before the December holiday party. At Fob Inc. in Chicago, employees in a staff meeting were told to go to their desks and check their email. Three dozen of them were sent emails telling them that they had been dismissed. Ouch. 
I heard about one retailer who was confronted by a team member about Barb, a destructive staff person who was violating company policy and values. In fact, she was causing division on the team. The manager just smiled and said, Oh, that's just Barb. I don't have time to deal with petty issues like that. Slowly, team members began to resign because of Barb. Interesting. What makes a leader mishandle tough situations like these? They don't have the backbone to do it right. Think for a moment about the great leaders you've observed during your lifetime. The ones we most we respect the most are generally velvet-colored bricks. They have a tough and tender side. We saw this in Mayor Rudy Giuliani after September 11th attacks on New York. He was tough and clear as he co as a commander in the direction to city workers. But he was also tender as a chaplain when he attended a funeral service of citizens from the city. He saw it in Herb Kellinger, former CEO of Southwest Airlines, who was a stickler about the values of that airline, but displayed warmth and sense of humor with his employees. President Ronald Reagan displayed some velvet color brick qualities. He handled the Cold War and the U.S. economic woes with firm convictions in the 1980s. Yet he had charisma in front of people who questioned his policies. When do we most appreciate a velvet-colored brick? During times of conflict? Leaders and advocates can remain balanced, poised, and maintain a good perspective can handle things better when relationships go sour. In 1983, I began working for Dr. John C. Maxwell. He modeled his principle well. As a new pastor in Lancaster, Ohio, he met a stubborn man named Jim who was a member of his church. Jim had been responsible for running off the last two pastors at his church. His attitude stunk, and his influence was consistently negative. John asked to meet Jim, and when he did, John got acquainted with him, thanked him for meeting with him, then proceeded to in, in, engage Jim about his behavior. Basically, you know, John said to him, Jim, I have heard from some of our members that you haven't gotten along with the last two pastors here at this church. I also know that you've been influential at this church for many years. Now the way that I see it, you and I could fight over who gets his own way for the next several years. We could make it hell for each other here at this church, or we could make it work together. Jim, I would like to propose we work together. By that I mean I'd like to take you to lunch every Tuesday and talk over every major decision with you. You're smart and have influence here. I would welcome your being a part of the direction of this church. Together, I think we could see our greatest days ahead. John paused and went on. Jim, you are 65 years old, and it seems to me you have a choice ahead of you. Let's imagine for a moment you decide to work with me, and you have 10 more years of helpful service. You could die knowing that the 10 best years of your life were spent helping a young pastor who desperately needed what you had to offer. Or you could fight me every turn 
die and know that your last 10 years were spent in a bitter battle with a young man trying to lead this church. Jim, I hope you'll help me. I need you. At that point, Jim stood up and walked out the door. John Maxwell wasn't sure where he was going or what, wel what weapon he may be retrieving. So he followed him out. Jim was hunched over the drinking fountain for what seemed like an eternity. When he stood up and turned around, John realized what was going on inside of Jim. His face was red and it was batted in tears. He grabbed John and not only hugged him, he picked him up and said, Pastor, from now on, I'm in your corner. Following that day, Jim was a changed man. He was alert and served alongside every decision made in that church. And interestingly, he lived another 10 years and died at 75 years old. His wife approached John Maxwell after the funeral, weeping. She said, Pastor John, the last thing Jim said to me was, these last 10 years serving in this church were the best years of my life. So, you know, what I want to what I want to discuss, you know, with you is let's not be abrupt leaders. Let's be that velvet brick where we are compassionate and loving for the people that we work around, but yet tough enough to handle any situation. And let these years be the best years of your life. 